Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. It's a whole brave new world in the world of college athletics. We also have another failed Donald Trump investigation. Uh, Reggie Bush vindicated the NCAA is worthless. Bobby Bonilla Day, Dan Snyder fines. I'm headed to Atlanta to go watch the Braves over July 4th weekend with my family. Bryson DeChambeau versus Brooks Kepka and more. All of that headed your way as we roll through Outkick the Show beginning right now. I hope you are having a fantastic Thursday. Tomorrow we will be live. Uh, as we presently speak, I want to thank all of you for your support of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, my new radio show, uh, which right now is as we speak one of the 20 biggest podcasts in America according to the Apple iTunes ranking and right now in the world of news we are the fourth biggest show Uh, New York Times, The Daily, NPR is in front of us Ben Shapiro is also doing well that is the only three news podcasts that are in front of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show Uh, that is a pretty solid bit of debut two weeks in now for the radio program. I want to encourage you to go subscribe give us a five-star review so you know I'll check and see whether or not we have gotten any updates yet on Outkick the show Uh, and I believe the answer is we are still battling with iTunes over Outkick the show which is not updated since May the 20th. There are lots of shows out there trust me on the audio front in the meantime I would tell you to go watch this show on YouTube watch it on Twitter watch it on Facebook Uh, and I want to thank all the YouTube commenters for being the best out there by far. So name, image, and likeness has officially arrived in college sports and there are a lot of questions about what it means. Uh, I will unpack this for you a lot but the easiest answer is effectively the idea of improper benefits is over which represents the foundational element of the NCAA's amateurism argument. Let me explain exactly what I mean. The NCAA decided a long time ago that in order to be eligible to play college athletics you had to forswear any ability to make money off of your talents. You got a scholarship you got room and board you got meal some uh, cost of attendance money things like that but you were not allowed to make money off your name, image, and likeness. Easy analogy for you Johnny Manziel could sign an autograph for anyone out there who might be a fan of his. The person who got that autograph could then take it and put it on eBay or sell it any way they wanted to and they could make that money. But if Johnny Manziel himself tried to sell his autograph that would mean that he was ineligible because he was receiving improper benefits. Where in the world we ever decided that Todd Gurley's uniform and cleats sign were an improper benefit or that athletes didn't have the ability to sell their name, image, or likeness I don't know but that took root in amateurism and the NCAA has effectively been policing this for generations. All of a sudden today 
improper benefits effectively died. If you are a college athlete now and you want to sign an endorsement deal with virtually any product out there you are now able to do so. And as a capitalist I believe this is a smart move. So I want to say right off the top if you are watching this or listening to this and you are a current college athlete and you are a big OutKick fan we are going to be signing several of you to represent us uh, and do work for the OutKick media company uh, going forward. And so I appreciate all the athletes that have already reached out. Current athletes uh, we're hiring a lot of new people at OutKick uh, and I'm excited to be able to compensate some of you guys and girls uh, who are fans of OutKick and are interested in working with us going forward. What does this mean in a bigger picture? To me it means the NCAA is dead. The NCAA effectively exists to make sure that poor kids who enter college leave college being poor kids as well because the entire concept of improper benefits to me has never made sense at all. If you believe in capitalism as I do then you believe that individuals should have the ability to profit to the full extent of their ability I am perfectly fine with this occurring and honestly now that amateurism doesn't exist anymore there's really no reason for the NCAA to exist. And some people out there could say well they put on different tournaments. So what? Do you think it's hard to put on a tournament? Do you think it's really complicated? I think here's what needs to happen. There need to be rough outlines of rules that are, uh, that are followed, right? So let's say in football if we're going to insist on 85 scholarships as the limitation across the board for anybody playing FBS football that is a rule that needs to be followed. But by and large there is not some complex entity that needs to be involved making billions of dollars in revenue in order for college athletics to exist. Primarily the NCAA was a bureaucracy that was created to preserve amateurism. Now that we have effectively ended amateurism today one of the long time debates that we would have on Sports Talk Radio was should college athletes be paid? The answer is they are going to be paid and this is all over. Now, will it raise complexity? Certainly. Uh, I can only imagine how wild some of the stories are going to be out of SEC campuses now. Can you imagine a 19-year-old quarterback who suddenly is making several million dollars a year and the parties he might throw and the decisions he might make and where that could lead strippers are going to make a lot of money hookers are going to make a lot of money drug dealers are probably going to make a lot of money Uh, there is going to be wild parties all over the place as suddenly kids end up with a lot of money and if you've ever been 18 years old on a college campus 19 years old on a college campus you know you hardly need any money to get in trouble imagine how much trouble you're going to be able to get into with millions of dollars. I also think this creates all sorts of internal locker room issues. If the quarterback is making several million dollars a year and the offensive linemen are making very little how is all this going to play out? There's going to be a market difference in the market value of a college football player based on position. Quarterbacks will have a lot. Centers who snap them the ball probably will not have very much it will be interesting to see how this plays out inside of the locker room where right now everybody is fairly equal and now we will have a lot of money distinguishing all overall talent. I'll also say this there are going to be a ton of women who are popular on social media very often because of TikTok because of of Instagram 
these influencer communities I don't even know some of these women not even athletes and suddenly they have like a million followers there are going to be a lot of women who have a ton of followers and a Kornikova style because they are often really good looking as opposed to their overall talent that might exist in the sport itself and a lot of those girls are going to make money but in general football players and men's basketball players are going to have the greatest overall value because they have the most people consuming their talent their product and so I'm curious to see how this is going to play out with for instance Title IX I'm curious to see how it's going to play out inside of individual locker rooms where a small minority of players will make a lot of money and the vast majority will not make very much money and I'm also curious to see what's going to happen with these individual schools let's say you have a Nike deal and suddenly your starting quarterback or your starting running back signs a deal with Adidas how will you reconcile conflicting deals and also how will you decide which products are permissible to endorse and which products are not permissible to endorse and how many shady marketing agents are going to descend upon college campuses and suddenly try to be the Don King of college athletics somebody out there who is trying to sign these 18 and 19 year old kids to contracts that make them a lot of money and may or may not actually pay out for the kids going forward it's going to be an incredible lesson but guess what? Everybody has to learn how to invest and use their money smartly at some point in time and it's a challenge for an 18 or 19 year old to go from having nothing to suddenly having a ton. Let me give you an example. I'm a 42 year old. I suddenly am filthy rich. I've got a lot of money in the bank. 10 years ago I was making $45,000 a year. Now I am super filthy rich. But I'm 42. I've had time to think about what I'm going to do with my money. So far I haven't behaved outrageously with the money that I have sitting off to the side. I've had time to work up to it. Even still as a guy who never had money it can be kind of jarring to over the past five years suddenly become super rich. But I'm an adult. I've got a family. I've got kid responsibilities. I can only imagine if I had gone from having no real money to suddenly at 18 or 19 or 20 years old to being super rich basically winning the lottery style that's what's going to happen with a lot of these schools. Now big debate about what the impact of name image and likeness is going to mean for competition I am fascinated to see this. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you are the best high school player in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and I'm just picking a random city that happens to have Southern Miss located there. Let's say that you have a scholarship offer to Ole Miss, Alabama, and Auburn three schools that are in close proximity to where you might otherwise go. We'll toss in Mississippi State too. Might it make more sense for you to stay home as a golden child of Hattiesburg, Mississippi and go to Southern Miss because of name image likeness where you are the number one overall recruit in a Southern Miss class than to be the 15th or 20th best recruit in a major SEC class. I think this is really interesting to contemplate. And could it lead to a distribution of more talent? In other words is the 10th different 5 star at Alabama or Georgia going to make as much money as they would as the number one five star at Georgia Tech or at uh, Vanderbilt. Just an idea to think about. Is it better to be a five star 
at a school with fewer five stars than it is to be one of ten five stars at a major institution. Theoretically, from a money perspective, the money goes to the best players on a team. There will be two or three best players. Could the talent end up distributed more evenly because talent wants to go where it can be the best compensated? I don't know the answer to that but I could strike you an argument out that this will lead to more equality of recruit choices. In other words, you might decide to stay home at UCLA and be the best five-star at UCLA instead of traveling across the country and being the 14th five-star at Alabama. Or you might decide to stay at, I don't know, Maryland and be a five-star at Maryland instead of going to Ohio State and being a 5-star, the 8th or ninth 5-star in the Ohio State class. Fascinating to think about, right? Could this actually lead to elite talent spreading out their locations more? Could it also lead to some guys deciding not to go pro? I mean, think about it. Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, Peyton Manning, uh, uh, VY, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush. There are a lot of guys out there that could have made millions of dollars off name, image, and likeness I think also what you will see and may have been willing to stay in college as a result I also think you'll start to see big brands when a guy comes out and establishes that he is a stud I think you'll go ahead and see big brands sign them to contracts before they are even eligible to get drafted so that they've got them locked in at a tremendous value. It's a good value for, let's say for instance, Jameis Winston or Johnny Manziel. They both win the Heisman Trophy as young guys. Red shirt freshmen, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. If they make that choice to win the Heisman Trophy as red shirt freshmen even though they're not able to go pro yet, I think you'll have big brands sweeping in and deciding to sign them to long-term deal. So I'm fascinated by name, image, and likeness and the seismic difference that it is going to create in the overall landscape of college athletics. Let me also say this. Improper benefit investigations should cease to exist and anyone who became a victim of a name uh, of an improper benefit investigation should be cleansed. Reggie Bush, I'll give you an example. Reggie Bush won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, He has been excluded from USC he has lost his Heisman Trophy over benefits that his family received while he was an undergraduate at USC. There's no suggestion whatsoever that he was using improper uh, improper products that he was somehow cheating on the field. His performance was eradicated because his parents were getting benefits while he was a college kid that was determined were not valid. Nowadays, that wouldn't be prohibited at all. So I would call upon the Heisman Trophy. I would call upon the NCAA. I would call upon everyone who levied punishments against these schools to go ahead and end this ridiculous witch hunt. Remember, the FBI investigated college basketball. Now, everybody can just pay players and this doesn't have to be under the table anymore. I think the NCAA has become a thoroughly worthless organization. I don't think there's any reason for them to exist and I think the idea of improper benefits belongs in the dustbin of history. There is no way anymore to actually justify this in any way. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about the Trump investigation being a dud in a moment but first I want to say look erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017 My Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. That's really their tagline. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription and ship it to you discreetly every month from U.S. pharmacies all for as low as two bucks a pill. So don't wait. Join the movement to make America hard again. Go to MyDrHank.com Clay and sign up today. Tell Dr. Hank I sent you. He'll give you 50% off your first subscription order. That's MyDrHank.com Clay. Uh, forever. The Mueller report. Russia collusion. The media has been out to get Donald Trump since the moment basically he decided to run for President of the United States. And they have consistently sold you on the idea that there are massive severe penalties awaiting Donald Trump when he is no longer in office. Yet every one of these investigations keeps swinging and missing by and large with no significant penalty attached to Donald Trump or in any kind of significant way ending up a massive deal for him. Uh, The indictment alleges by the way that uh, that came against the CFO in this uh, organization that there was 1.7 million roughly in indirect employee compensation beginning in 2005 and that this 1.7 million is a significant sort of penalty and I got to tell you this is virtually nothing. Alan Weisselberg uh, CFO uh, prosecutor said that he had received 1.7 million in indirect employee compensation Uh, and essentially this is a nothing burger right? After all of the discussion about the three-year investigation this is virtually nothing in the grand scheme of things. Uh, $1.7 million a, a pinprick of the overall revenue produced by the Trump organization and the idea that this is somehow a smoking gun or a massive penalty most of it is connected to use of a car and use of an apartment that should have been according to prosecutors after three years considered to have been a, uh, a, a, a line item on this. Instead, it is totally another swing and a miss. There's virtually nothing out there. Remember Stormy Daniels and all the FCC violations or FEC violations that were going to exist? Remember Russia collusion? Now the Trump tax records they're all coming up empty for Trump haters. There is virtually no significance to these charges. They are minor league at best. By the way, they're already denied $1.7 million in potential uh, tax evasion would typically be a negotiated settlement where both sides would argue about what the tax uh, ramifications really were and this is a minor league prosecution after three years of investigations this is the best they can do it doesn't even involve Donald Trump himself but even the CFO has to be thinking this is minor league it's a politically motivated investigation brought by a DA that is obsessively uh, focused 
on Donald Trump and desperate for his organization to be guilty of something this is a non-story in my mind. All right, another failure. I'm headed down to Atlanta tomorrow. I can't wait to get down and be able to watch the Braves in person. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday with my family. Uh, I made the decision to go down to Atlanta for July 4th. I was going to go for the All-Star game but I wanted to make sure that I didn't punish the Braves personally for the disturbingly stupid decision by Major League Baseball to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta so I am taking my family down. We're going to be staying right next door to the ballpark at the Omni Hotel right there right at the Battery. I absolutely love the Braves Park and the entire complex that they have built around it. As soon as I finish the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show tomorrow I will hop in my car drive straight to Truist Park and be there. Hopefully the weather is going to be good on Friday evening for the opening pitch with my family. I cannot wait. If you are going to be in Atlanta come up and say hi watch for me as we walk around Truist Park. I can't wait to be there to celebrate July 4th with a few of my friends and family aka a fully hopefully sold out Truist Park uh, for the 4th of July. Bryson DeChambeau I haven't seen how he did. I was actually going to pull this up. His caddy effectively quit at the last possible moment before they were getting ready to tee off. Bryson DeChambeau was the favorite in, uh, in, this, uh, in this tournament and at the last possible moment he lost his caddy and I would imagine that's probably had an impact on him. I'm scrolling through right now and uh, things do not seem to be going very well for Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I am scrolling down. I know he teed off later in the day uh, but all this chaos going on Brooks Kepka came out and said probably a good time uh, to, uh, to come out in favor of, uh, of my caddy. By the way, evidently not. Bryson is not scheduled to tee off now until 325. They must have had a rain delay of some form or fashion so he's just teeing off right about now uh, on uh, the, the tee but I love that Brooks Kapka took the opportunity to say effectively uh, that he supported his caddy. It's a weird story going on there. Uh, Dan Snyder is going to pay $10 million. All these stories are so ridiculous. Dan Snyder is going to pay $10 million in penalty uh, for violations that occurred at the Washington football team on his watch. But the $10 million goes to charity which means the Washington football team basically gets a $10 million charitable write-off. This is the equivalent of you or me writing a check probably for $10,000 at most uh, and getting the charitable write-off associated with doing so. So after all of the attention that the Washington football team got over their alleged inappropriate behavior the final result is relatively minimal now uh, for Dan Snyder who recently elevated his wife as co-CEO and also obviously has brought in Ron Rivera. By the way, I like the Washington football team as I said yesterday on Fox Bet Live to find a way to win the NFC East this year. It is Bobby Bonilla Day when Bobby Bonilla receives over a million dollars as he is scheduled to do all the way up through 2035 uh, July 1st of every day. Uh, If you do not remember Bobby Bonilla legendary I think it's fair to say legendary teammate of Barry Bonds back in the day Uh, early 90s Pittsburgh Pirate All-Star later moved on to the Mets took a settlement uh, for one of his contracts that would allow him to be paid all the way out through 2035 over a million dollars every year that the Mets owe him. Finally 
I asked any athlete out there to start the show if you are interested in working with OutKick if you like me if you like OutKick if you are interested in the media industry we are going to hire several different OutKick uh, employees to be ambassadors on behalf of the OutKick brand while working and playing as current college athletes. I look forward to seeing the submissions and the suggestions. You can slide into my DM if you are an OutKick fan currently playing a sport at the collegiate level and we will be hiring several of you boys and girls out there who are college athletes to come and work with us as a part of name, image, and likeness now being legal. We can do that. Uh, You can have some fun with us. You can do some cool content for OutKick going forward. So I look forward to all of you potentially who will submit and be interested in becoming a part of the OutKick family. All right. I got to get ready. Half hour. I'll have television. We'll be live tomorrow uh, with the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton show. Please help us catch the New York Times and or NPR. Would be a lot of fun. I am Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the show.